All right, let's get this on. We on? All right. If you guys want to turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I, uh, I would say this time of year is the easiest time for me to be able to study stuff for preaching. Because when you hunt, there's not really much else to do in the tree. You really, there's nothing walking by. You've got plenty of time. Uh, I don't know, three or four years ago, my wife, I think it was, bought me a, a New Testament that's completely waterproof. It, you can drop it in a water puddle. It won't matter. You can take it out of the mud, shake it off. It's good to go. So I can sit in my tree. It could be pouring rain and just read the Bible. And it's, you know, that's the advantage of hunting. The disadvantage is there was no deer. But, you know, you get a lot of Bible time when you're out there. And uh, one thing I know, I don't know if there's anyone else here that hunts. Um, I know Alex and Ellie have gone out. I know some other people have, but it can get discouraging. Um, you see tracks, you hear calls, and you get discouraged. Um, and if you haven't noticed, in the world, there's not much happiness anymore for people. Um, you don't see happy on people's faces anymore. Um, even with the masks, there, you could tell if someone was happy, even with their mask, their face was covered. Have you ever been able to tell by someone's eyes if they were happy? Um, and so I got thinking about it, sitting out there. I can't say I'm always happy in the rain, but it got me thinking about what does the Bible talk about for being happy? Does the Bible make mention at all about just being happy? Um, if you're happy, you're going to stand out. You're going to stand out a lot to people. If you're at the store, if you're at work, having a good attitude when stuff falls apart really puts a big sign right above you. And then you get a wide open door when someone says, hey, well, how is it that you can be so happy when all this stuff's falling apart? And you have a wide open door to say, let me tell you about my God and go right into it. So we're going to read... 2 Corinthians chapter 6, we're going to read a, a little bit of a lengthy passage here. We're going to start in verse 1, and we're going to go all the way down to verse 10 to get started. It says, We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in the time accepted, and in the day of our salvation that I have secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watching, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of of righteousness in the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil reports and good reports, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold, we live as chastened, chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich. It's having nothing and yet possessing all things. Let's pray and we'll get into this. 
the Lord, I pray that you just help me. Uh, God, give me the words to say. Uh, if there's anything in my notes, Lord, that you don't want, I, I pray that you would just take it away, take it out of my mind. I pray that you would just use me to uh, get this across, what you would have. I pray that you would uh, let us look at this and that we would maybe make some changes, that we would be a happier people for you, God. In your name, amen. So I looked up at different things, and uh, if you look up how to have a happy life on the Internet, you will actually come out pretty miserably frustrated. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of different ways to happiness, and the number, the two top things they all say to do, according to Forbes, they said this one, put yourself first. <laughs> put yourself first. Take care of yourself. Don't worry about others. You'll be happy. Then you can go help others. You're number one. Number two, follow your heart. If you follow your heart, you'll be the happiest person. Well, the Bible says the complete opposite. It does not say follow your heart. If you do that, you're going to come out miserable. So I started looking some stuff up. In today's day, what do we have? We have a highest levels of suicide we've had in many years during this COVID time. Depression, divorce, uh, bitterness, hatred, and just covetousness is rampant going on. Um, we, we don't see it so much here, but there's a lot of depression. I've been dealing with people at work that are depressed. They, they have nothing to live for. Literally, they, they will tell you, I have no reason to live. When you don't have God, you're right. Yeah. You have no reason to live. Yep. You're going to be lonely. You're going to be depressed. And then they say, you know what happens when I get down? I get angry and I snap. Because you don't have God. You need God. If you look at all the advertisements on TV, billboards, anything, it's all about being happy. Just buy this thing and you'll be happy. You know what? Most of the time we buy something that's going to make us happy and then we find it six months later because we forgot where we put it. <laughs> I don't even know where it is. It was happy. I don't remember what I did with it, but it was a lot of fun. You know, we don't even think about it, but we, we've all done it. You know, for the teens, when I was a teen, it was the new game. Got to have the new game to play. I couldn't even tell you the names of half the games I played. They were so special. I don't even remember them. Because they just lasted for a little time. And then they were gone. The next game came out and you forgot you had it. Or that new car, that new Hot Wheels. When we were kids, we used to get in a lot of trouble. Right here, rolling cars. We... Because it would be a race. We'd be on that side, and you'd have to take a Hot Wheels car, and you'd have to fling it and let go and see if you can hit the wall on the other side. And when you got it, you were excited, and it got you in trouble during choir practice. But that was fun. We had to have the new, fast car. And usually what ended up happening, Aaron, didn't we go to the old junkie car because it was always faster? Didn't keep it. Well, this one was brand new. It doesn't roll good on carpet. We need to go back to the old car. You know, it does, we weren't happy. So what does the Bible say? The Bible says that we should be happy. You don't have to turn there. I'm going to read a bunch of scriptures off here. The Bible says that in Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. 
Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Hey, get happy. Rejoice. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, rejoice evermore. And 1 Peter 4, 13 says, but rejoice in so much as ye are the partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If there's anyone that deserved not to be happy, it's Paul. If you know the story of Paul, you could pick any of them. If anyone had to, to be able to just sit down and pout, Paul had it pretty rough. I mean, everywhere he went, it was not always the best of meetings. It's not like everyone just wanted to go and shake his hand and say, I'm glad to see you. He was all different things. But Paul wrote many times. In 2 Corinthians 6.10, he says, As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing it all. He also wrote in, uh, in chapter 7, verse 4, Great is my boldness of speech towards you. Great is my glorying of you. I am filled with comfort. I am exceeding joyful in all our tribulation. Then he says in 2 Corinthians 12, 10, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You know, I could keep going with Paul. Paul is saying, hey, bad times come, but I got something to rejoice about. I can be happy. Bible says multiple times, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice evermore. Uh, the joy of the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us to be happy. We need to be happy. You know, there's, this isn't something that you can, you know, when you're walking down the sidewalk and you find a dollar, it makes you happy. Can I tell you? You're not going to find happiness just laying on the ground. You're not going to just stumble over this. Um, you can't buy it, like I said. You can't sell something and get happy. You know, we sell something, we get excited. It's not going to bring true happiness. It's not something you can just buy on the shelf at the store. Um, there's a lot of books written on how to get happy that don't really work. Most of them will tell you to be happy, you need to have money. You know, when you, when you get your money, you'll be happy. You know, some of the most grumpiest people you see on TV have the money. <laughs> They're not happy because what they end up finding out is that they need more money to keep themselves happy. And then they got to get something else, and then they're not happy. And you hear about these guys that have 60 cars in their garage, and ah, just, I need to get that one other car. You know, they're just never happy. Where do you get happiness? Right here in this book. This is where you can find happiness. We're going to go through, I'm going to go through some of these pretty quick on some things that can help us to be happy people. One is the, the, the concept of just live your one day. Don't worry about the rest. Take care of today. You know, sometimes what we do is, how many have ever stayed up all night thinking about tomorrow? And you, you sat there in bed and you worried. Not that you sat in bed and just prayed and talked to God about it, but you just worried all night. You know what you've done is you've, you're not being happy because then you're grumpy because you're tired. Bible says we should not worry about what's down the road, what's going to happen in the future. One day at a time. In James chapter 4, if you go over to James chapter 4, one day at a time. James chapter 4 says in uh, verse 13, Go not now, ye that say, Today... 
or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. You know what? You're not guaranteed anything. You should do what you can for God today. If God's telling you to do it, you need to do it. And don't put it off, because tomorrow you're not even guaranteed. You know what? If you do what God wants you to do today, you're going to be a happier person. Fulfilling what God wants you to do, you'll be happier. Um, Another one is, you want to be happy? Be a giver, not a getter. You know, the Bible says, if you want to go over to Luke chapter 6, how many times has pastor said from this pulpit, hey, come to church to be a blessing, and what will happen? You'll get a blessing. Isn't that what pastor says? If you go in with the mindset that I'm going to be a blessing, I guarantee you're going to go home with a blessing. You come here to try to encourage someone, you're going to leave encouraged. It, it's it's proven. It's going to happen. This is the opposite of what a lot of people are doing nowadays. People are coming to us saying, what do you have for me? What I want you to give me. Give me happiness. You know what? When you give, you're happy. You know, it's, it's interesting. You know, we had our missions conference. We gave the money. We gave our money. The stuff that we... You know, we all can think of something we could use it for. And then Pastor announced how much we gave to the missionaries. And we were so happy. We gave. And we're happy. Because we were able to be a blessing to someone. Luke chapter 6, it says down in verse 38. Given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together. And running over shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Don't go with the mindset of give me, give me, give me. Go with the mindset of giving, giving, giving. And you're going to be happier. It's, it's going to help you. It says over in uh, Acts 20, verse 35. Acts chapter 20 and verse 35. Down at the last part of it. It is more blessed to give than to receive. You know, it's better to give it out. We hold stuff. We want to have it. It's mine. And you have it. No one else can touch it. You're just, you sit alone, grumpy. Give. Don't be a getter. And God, you'll be happy. You'll be rewarded for it. Another thing that'll help you be happy, pray every day. Spend time. I don't talk, I'm not talking about praying for your breakfast, praying for your lunch, praying for your dinner. Take some time and pray. When you get down on your knees and you pray to God, not pray, but really pray, when you get up, you're happy. You know, there's problems. You go to God and you God, I, I can't do it. I, this is overwhelming. I'm, I got to give it to you, God. And you get up, you're like, I feel good. I gave it to God. God's going to take care of it. You're happier. Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Just pray. Go to God. In uh, Philippians 4, we all know the verse in Philippians chapter 4. In verse 6, Be careful for nothing, but in 
everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Go to God. When you're not having a good day and you're down and you want to be happy, go to God. God can give you happiness. He can give you joy. He can give you that. Go to God. It says in Colossians 4.2, we're not going to read the verse, but it talks about continue in prayer. There should be more than just mealtime prayer if you're saved. You know what? If you're married and you don't talk to your spouse, something's wrong. It, it doesn't work out. God's your father. Why don't you go and talk to him? He's your heavenly father. He loves you. Talk to him. Go to him. Oh, this is just something small. God wants to hear the small stuff because he can talk to you. Well, this is a big problem. There's no problem too big for God. Give it to him. You're going to be at such peace when you just give it to God and say, God, I need you to do it. And you know what? You walk away not scared, not worried, but you have peace and you're happy. Another one, learn to count. Sounds like an interesting one, but learn to count. Go over to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Something that will help you be happy. Matthew chapter 6. Um, sometimes what we got to do is we have to learn to count and put stuff in priority. When we prioritize stuff in the wrong order, we're not happy. First thing when you count the top of your list is verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Prioritize. Learn to count the stuff and look at your list. What is number one on your list? Is it put yourself first like the world tells you to do? It should be, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. When you put God first in your life, you'll be happier. You don't have a struggle going on up there. Put God first. Put him on top. I wouldn't even say, skip a few before you start. You know, don't even put something close enough that's going to compete, that's going to take your mind away from God. Put God number one. You'll be happy. Spiritual stuff is more important than material stuff on this earth. Remember that. Count. What's number one? Over in Philippians 4, verse 7. Philippians 4, 7. It says down in uh, Philippians 4, verse 7 there, And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. This one is, don't let things bother you. Don't let things bother you. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Don't let it bother you. Because a lot of times we get bothered by something that's not really even what it was. How many have ever got so upset at somebody and found out that's not what they said or that's not what they meant? And it bothered you. And it bothered you to where you were reading your Bible that next morning and all you could think about was what they possibly could have said about you. Oh, it never happened. You wasted time. You could have been happy. Don't let the little things bother you. 
Put God first. The talks there, the peace of God. You can have the peace of God. If you are saved, you have no reason not to have the peace of God. If you don't have the peace of God, if you don't have the, the peace of God that passes all understandings, you might want to get on your knees and talk to God. Something's in the way. If something's bothering you or you don't have peace, that's not good. It says there to keep your heart and mind. So if you can keep your mind and your heart on God, you're going to be happy. It's, it's all through the Bible. Uh, next one is fill your life with good. Now, I'm not saying good stuff, but, you know, that means only premium toys or the high-end stuff. That's not what I mean. We should keep our minds on good stuff. If you look down one verse in verse 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Fill your life with this stuff right here. When you go through your life, if you have something that you're doing, does it meet this criteria? If it does, you're going to be happy. Is what you're doing honest? Is it true? Is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? If you do this checklist of what you bring into your life, one thing you're going to notice is probably some stuff you need to get rid of. And two, you're going to find out that once you clean out and you go by the, what the Bible says, you'll have happiness in your life again. Another one is learn to laugh and learn to cry. There's a time for it. Um, People that don't seem to ever laugh or joke are not usually very happy people. I know. It, most of you know me. I, I come from a family that does a lot of laughing and joking. Um, you could just ask Pastor of all the different things that my dad or myself have done to him through the years <laughs> or other people. At work, we have these big machines for the, the plastic molding, and they're uh, injection molding, and they, they inject the hot plastic, and it molds it apart. And there's a big body on it, and inside it's all hollow where all the joints are in it. Well, if someone is pulling a mold, the big mold that the plastic goes into, and they could be anywhere from 400 pounds up to 60,000 pounds, depending on what you're making. If you got a new guy, and he's nervous, it is a lot of fun to go to the wall on the other side and just punch it as you walk by. You know, that's a lot of fun. For me. You know, and everyone at work knows that, I, it's funny, there'll be guys, they have a remote, it's a remote to move it. Before they move it, because they know I like to joke, they stop. They're not looking to see if anyone's walking by. They're looking to see if I'm on the other side of the press, if I'm gonna scare them. Have some fun. You know, you can have good, clean fun without going to do what the world does out there. You can have good fun. Um, when we got married, we had bells on the tables. And if the bell rang, Pastor Ingalls would come over and make the whole table do something different. First thing we did wrong, we asked Pastor Ingalls to do that game. <laughs> The things he gave the tables were not on our, some of them were not on our list of things that we even asked him to give out. He decided to make them up on the spot his own. 
And then I had people that said to us afterwards, I've never had so much fun at a dry wedding. That's a compliment. That's a big compliment. I've never had that much fun without being drunk, is what they said. You know what? I looked at them and I said, and you remember what you did. That's something they couldn't do before. What's it say about it? Over in Proverbs 17. Proverbs chapter 17. It's like going to the doctor. 17 verse 22. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. You know what? A happy heart. There's studies that have proven happy people don't have as much health issues as grumpy people. You know what you don't have? You don't get, a lot of times they say that there's like the ulcers and there's different problems that people have with their stomachs and their hearts and their, even their blood, the way it pumps when you're not happy. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. You know what you need to do? Smile some. Just putting a smile on your face could help your health. You know why a lot of people are unfortunately dying of health issues young? They're not happy. They're not. I, I, I don't have the information, but I remember reading about a person who back in, I want to say it was in the 40s, was having some health issues, and the doctor prescribed them 40 minutes of day of the Three Stooges, Laurel Hardy. And the, the, the patient goes, why? They said, look, if you take your mind off and just laugh for a while, your health will get better. They said they went back a couple months later and the doctor said that the problem was gone. Just by putting a smile and just laughing some, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. On the other side, Romans chapter 12, verse 15 says, Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. You know, there's a time where sometimes the joking's not the time to do it. Um, you know, there's a time and a place for it. And that, be happy, but be happy at the right time. A funeral's not the time. You know, it's not the time to be joking and laughing, um, calling people out, playing around. But when you're out having fun with friends, be happy. I like going out with people that don't have a sense of humor. I don't know, it's just, it's fun to do it to them, you know? <laughs> You don't want to have fun, we're going to make it fun, you know? I work with people that got to be serious all the time. And I tell them, you might want to go work over there. Because most of the time I'm not serious. I'll keep it safe. No one's going to get hurt, but we're going to have fun time. We're joking, we're playing. Because it's good for you. You know, be happy. Um, another one. Let God take over. Just give up. There was... The old song, which is, I don't even agree with, is Jesus take the wheel. And they make this big song. But really, I mean, think about it. Step back and let God take control. Let him take it. You know, you're not going to be able to do what God can do. And that's what David was talking about over in Psalms 23. If you, if you look at the words, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me before, beside the still water. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. 
Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What is David saying? Let God take it. It says there in verse 2, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me. He's showing you where to go. Let God take control. When you do that, you're going to be happier. When you're fighting it, it's hard. This is what God doesn't want. A backseat driver. How many have ever had a backseat driver in the car who knew how to drive better than you, knew how to get there better than you, but wasn't going to do it? They just thought they could tell you how to do it. God doesn't need your help to tell him how to do stuff in your life. Give it to God. Let God take it. Where he takes it, you're going to be so much happier than if you try to do it on your own. And then last one, last one I have. It's coming up to this time of year. This is an easy one to do this time of year. Count your blessings, not your troubles. When you stop and think about it, and you think of all the problems you have. You know what? We've got some problems going on with some families here in the church. But can I tell you, God's blessings are more than that. He's given you more than you have to complain about. He's given us blessings. Count your blessings. Don't go to people with your problems because they already have their own and they don't need to have yours too. You know, what's this? We've read the verses in Matthew 6, 33 about seeking first the kingdom of God. We'll go over to Malachi chapter 3. If I get you guys going there now, we'll be there in time. Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3, it says in verse 10. I see people are still trying to get there. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now wherewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, and there shall be no room enough to receive it. Count your blessings. You know what? If you were to stop and think about it, our country's got problems. We're in a good country. Count your blessings. You know what? I've been to places in Romania that would probably shock some of you guys if you saw the houses we saw. We saw a place that was no bigger than if you were to close that off just to where the piano is, and there was a guy's house, and he had a horse that lived in the house with him. It was a stable and his house. I think you got it pretty good. Um, our poorest people are rich in most countries. Count your blessings. You're not in North Korea. You're not in Venezuela. Count your blessings. You have something to be happy about. Stop and look at what God's done for you. We have the song, Count Your Blessings. Name them one by one. You know what? When you're not having a good day, just think of what God's done for you. If that doesn't encourage you and make you happy, there's something wrong. When you think about what God has done. Think of what God's done for you. Think of what God's done for your family. Think of what God's done for our church. That'll make you happy. And then remember, you couldn't have done it. Couldn't have done any of it. God can do it. Why are you happy? Because 
God did it for you. When you remember why you have what you have, when you remember, maybe for some of you, what you came from, you could be happy and thank God. Count the blessings. You're not doing what you used to do and what God's brought you from. That'll make you happy. Spend time and just go to God. So, in review, we've gone over, take it a day at a time. We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Tomorrow's it could be, a, what is our life is yet but of a vapor. Don't be a, giver, a getter, be a giver. Praying every day. Learn to count. Put God first. Don't let things bother you. Laugh. Spend some time in a merry heart. Let God take control and count your blessings. Name them one by one. See what God has done. And when you do those, you're going to be happy. You're going to stand out when you go out of here and you go to work. You're going to stand out and people are going to notice a difference and then you can say, let me tell you what God has done for me. Let me tell you why I'm happy and go right into why you're so happy. You know, we used to sing the song in the teen class. Uh, it would go, I'm so happy and here's the reason why. That is a great song. Yep. When you go through all the things, you have no reason to have a frown when you're saved. Really, God has given us so much. Be happy. Let's pray and we'll be dismissed. Dear Lord, I thank you for the... God, I thank you for the Bible we have that we can hold in our hands. God, I thank you for, as we go through that list, the, the blessings that you've given us. Help us to never forget what you've done for us. God, we, we thank you for what you've done. and uh, God, we, we thank you for what you're going to do to take care of us. I pray that you would help us, that we would be happy people in you, that we would be a light and show others of what you've done and how we can, how you've taken care of us and how we are so happy and blessed to know that you are in charge. God, I pray that you give us a good rest of the service. In your name, amen. Let's all stand. Let's stand with heads bowed and eyes closed. Good message this, this afternoon. <clears throat> Happiness is determined by what kind of an attitude we have toward God and toward others and toward what he's done for us.